Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audibletrial.com forward slash The Statement Show. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Remember to go to your desktop, not your mobile device, and get your free audiobook today. Shift Crew Studios in the D.C. metro area, this is The Statement Show. Join host Terry James and Zach Tee as they cover sports, technology, entertainment, news, and everything in between. The lights are on. This is author Crystal Rose, and you are listening to The Statement Show with Terry and Zach. This is Zach and Joy, and you are listening to the hottest podcast around, The Statement Show, with Terry James and Zach Hakey. You know what's your name, man, Dan Drops. I'm here for The Statement Show. The Statement Show's here for me. Hi, this is your naughty lifestyle expert, Sienna Sinclair, and you're listening to The Statement Show. Welcome back to The Statement Show. This is episode 16. I'm Terry James. And I'm Zach Chahi, and we are the podcast that fits in no category. Well, James, apparently the feedback is in. Our show is clicking over a lot of turns on YouTube with the Jackie Joy episode. Yes, sir. So we have another guest coming out uh, next next week. We're going to have a phone interview with Bonnie Rotten. That is correct. So if anybody's not familiar with Bonnie Rotten, she's got quite the Twitter following, period. Yeah. She's got an unusual tattoo pattern. <laughs> I, I don't know how to explain you, it here. You know what? We literally just threw this out on Twitter just before we came on air. We threw this out on Twitter, and now we all, we already have uh, one email asking about her tattoo. So we, we, we've already got a question lined up, and I'm sure there's going to be many, many more to come. Uh, I, I know you're... You're looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. She seems like a really cool, uh, a really cool girl. Uh, I, I can tell you this: Acme, who is her uh, PR agent, he's a wonderful guy. He's been in contact with us over and over with everything. He does a great job as far as uh, making sure all the talents lined up. And uh, Acme, we definitely appreciate you uh, putting your head out there and, and getting in contact with everyone. So uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I, I guarantee you one thing: she's going to be interesting, Zach. Oh, sure, sure. I have a few questions. The obvious one being those tattoos. Uh, <laughs> I've noticed that, that that whole tattoo thing, though, with the portrait across the chest, though, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, obviously she's got other tattoos, but right. the whole portrait thing across the chest, I've noticed that on more women lately. Um, I watch a show on TV called American Pickers, mm-hmm. and they go around buying antiques and rust, and they call Rusty Gold and stuff like that. It's a really cool show. It's about an hour long, but the person they have working in their office, her name's Danielle, and she's got like this big leopard pattern thing going on, and she's a burlesque dancer. And I'll be honest, I, I don't really know what that is. I mean, it's like old time dancing. I think. Right, right. I don't think it's a stripper per se. It's like kind of going there with a the feather thing. Yeah. It's kind of like being a stripper, but not. But anyway, she's got that leopard pattern thing going on above her, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you remember correctly, it seemed like, I don't know, what, 15, 20 years ago, the women with the tattoos, they were the ones that were, uh, you know, ooh, they were the biker chicks or the easy chicks. Now everybody, it's just fashionable now. Everybody has tattoos. I mean, I have I mean, I have five. I mean, guys have kind of always been the ones with the tattoos and the girls would get like that little butterfly on their ankle or. You know, the stupid little heart in the unmentionable areas. But now women have them everywhere. It's got to hurt. 
you said no. unmentionable areas. I've seen like guys getting them on their, you know, their right, right, guys yeah. getting them on their unmentionable areas, <laughs> and uh, women getting on their unmentionable areas. Yeah, we're not mentioning it, but everybody can visualize it, obviously. So, <laughs> could you imagine? I mean, I hear about guys who, I mean, people have no idea if you never have a tattoo, which I do not. Mm-hmm. But I was with my buddy when he got a small tattoo, which is like a little Seven Up man. Right. And and he sat there. I think it took about a half an hour. Maybe I was, I don't know, forty five minutes somewhere in that area. But it's like getting a bee sting thousand times in a minute. They want to make sure that you're okay because apparently you have the there's a chance you could like pass out. Sure. Yeah. I mean, certainly there's been some tattoos that I have. Like I mean, I you know I have one on my leg that didn't hurt at all, but then there was one that I have across my stomach, and that one hurt. That one hurts a little bit when you get it across your stomach or oh sure you know, the under part of your arm as you as you start coming you know not really like the main area but kind of like that under part that you can pinch. How many tattoos do you have? I have five total tattoos. Any in your unmentionables? No, no, okay. no. I mean, <laughs> they're all they're all hidden because I don't. I mean, I'm not. I mean, honestly, if I was a, uh, I don't know if I was a porn star or you know or I want to get uh, a tattoo uh, of my ass crack saying "closed for business." That way, if so, I ever end up in prison. God. Or maybe have them like draw razor blades on my ass so that you know, I don't know. <laughs> oh my God! With that being said, let's go to our weekend review. Obviously, there were, we've been watching some YouTube videos. We got to mention this YouTube video, even though it wasn't this last week. It's very interesting. There was a, a video of a guy trying to pull over a cop. Sort of like an uncle. Hey, how you doing? Uh, you are required by law to wear a seatbelt. Put your damn seatbelt on. Pull it over. Pull over. Pull over right now. Pull over. Pull your ass over. Pull it over. Pull over. Pull your vehicle over. You understand me now? Who the hell do you think you are? Pull over. Pull it over. I, apparently, he watches people who don't put on their seatbelts. And apparently, he said he was just pulling over the cop for, I don't know, just to warn him. I think it's kind of brazen, to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. most, most people don't try. I, I think the guy actually got, I think he actually ended up getting a ticket for uh, reckless driving or something. Right, right. Like he that. did. Yeah. Well, you saw the video, and I saw the video. Did you see the uh, the smirk that was on that cop's face when the oh, guy? Oh yeah, like the audacity you have for <laughs> the over. Come on, all right. Now let's let's just say this: we've all we've all noticed cops. You know, they all have they're uh, they're good, they're bad. We've all noticed the cops who are driving really fast, and there's no way of knowing whether they're going on a call. But secretly in your mind, you're looking at them going, "There's no who's going to pull you over. You just no, kind of have the run of the road. Do whatever exactly. you want to do." So. There's a, every everybody kind of wants to do what this guy is doing. They just don't have the balls to do it. So look, man, every fucking night I go to work, there is the same state cop. I'm leaving out any state. I'm not going to talk about it, but there's one particular state cop that goes past me. And I swear to God, Zach, he is going 110 miles an hour past me. Literally, I can see his headlights coming. Right. Uh-huh. So I, I just pull over. I'm, I'm, I'm like right in. I, I'm kind of just going along in the fast lane, actually passing someone and, and at about a 65, 75 miles or whatever, you know, depending upon the speed limit in that area. And I see this. I see the lights every damn night. So I'll just hurry up and get over in the slow lane. He passes me going at least 110 miles an hour. Hey, you know, in your in your head, you're going, I'd like to fucking turn that cocksucker in. But 
in the same sentence, you're like, what the fuck are they going to do? They're not going to do anything. They're not going to do a damn thing to him. Oh, no. Somebody on the phone will appease you like they're going to do something or look into it. When they hang up with you, they're going to have a good laugh and not do a damn thing about yeah. it because that's the blue line. That's what they're they gonna do. Go, Who, what was that pussy's name that just called? You know? Yeah, look that's his all... address up. Let's fucking make sure he gets a ticket. <laughs> right. We'll wait for his ass. That's exactly what they're going to do. And they got a perfect thing to pull you over because you ride with them honking ass earphones on. Oh, come on, man. Why, why I have make... no idea how you've not getting pulled over by now. Are you Ter- jealous? Just for our listeners so you know, Terry drives with these big ass earphones on his head. Mm-hmm. It screams, pull me over. And I just don't know how he's been able to avoid it up till now. And for all our listeners, Zach drives in this little tiny car and Zach is six foot five and he's got his little pussy ass Bluetooth in. Uh, no, no, no. I do that sometimes. But most of the time, all the time. I'm Metallica. Probably in your Bluetooth. It, well, no, I blare that through my, my car stereo. <laughs> but I do. I actually, you know what, Zach is, is I, I kind of kind of deflected that. He's, yeah, I'm not going to, I do have big ass headphones that I drive with because. Ah, uh, but you're not I, wearing the big colored ones now, at least. No, no, no. They were yellow and they broke. They were actually my 10 year olds. Uh, they were the Skull Candies, and they the ended Fisher up... Fisher-Price ones? <laughs> no, they were Skull... They <laughs> were... Bar- they... for his Fisher-Price karaoke machine? <laughs> <laughs> they probably. They were decent. My middle son, he got a pair of the, the Beats, so I'll, I'll wear them, and because I, I kind of like everything. And I know everybody's sitting there going, dude, why don't you just get a, a head unit that you could just... Because I'm stupid, and I have a raggedy-ass Volkswagen Jetta that I drive up and down the road, and... Yeah, that's like your beater, though. It's not like... It is. It is. Just but like it's, my little cars are beater. Right. It's fun. But you know what? I, I could. I could go get another head unit. But like now, I'm kind of kind of liking the fact that I have those big ass headphones on. You know, I'm probably not going to like it when there's some car honking at me behind me and I don't hear them. But at the moment, I'm loving it. And you're not the first person to ever tell me. As a matter of fact, at the beginning of the year uh, or excuse me, at the beginning of the fantasy football year, I pulled up to my fantasy football draft. And the guy whose house that it was at was outside. And I pull up in my car and I got my headphones on. He literally falls on the ground laughing at me. He <laughs> goes, that is the fucking stupidest thing I've ever seen. He's like, why the hell do you? He's like, I've never seen a grown ass man riding with those big ass headphones on. He said, what the hell are you listening? Please tell me. you're." Listening. I said, no, nah, I'm, I'm actually just listening to a fantasy football podcast. He's like, that is the dumbest shit I've ever. They clowned me the whole entire fantasy football oh, draft. Sure. You know, but I don't care. I still do it. I don't. Every, I don't... That the equivalent of the pu- public flogging. Yeah. So, well, you talking about fantasy football? I got a question now. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We'll change the conversation a little bit mm-hmm. over here to the NFL. Yes, sir. So, I have a couple questions. You're the mm-hmm. football guy. I am not, but I, I like still it. watch football. My favorite team's the 49ers. Which, mm-hmm. by the way, I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm not happy that they're not playing Smith. I think what they're doing to him is really shitty, and they should be using the guy that got him there last year. That, that, without being said, I'm still happy that they're winning. <laughs> right, right, right. As Charlie Sheen would say, winning. But um, yeah. Winning! For now. Yeah. Well, hey, whatever. <laughs> um, what I will say, though, is uh, what's with this whole kickoff thing? I've heard that they're looking at maybe getting rid of the kickoff, or it's at least in a conversation mode. It's, it's being talked about. I will be surprised if it actually happens. I mean, I'm not saying that it won't. You're a football fanatic, and, and you know, I'm sure there's a lot of people that that love football that are listening to us, I, and I, including myself, I love football. There's no other sport to me. When I think of the beginning of the game, I think of nothing else more than the kickoff. Now, they could 
you know, kind of reevaluate everything and look at it and go, okay, well, it's only going to be in the fourth quarter at this time, or it might be only at this. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what, what they're going to do if they do anything, but in my opinion, I would hate it if they, if they took the kickoff away. I understand where they're coming from. I get the fact that there's a lot of collisions. There's a lot of major injuries that come with the kickoff. It's football. It's always been this way. It always will be this way. Some people will look at it and say, you know, as a matter of fact, I was listening to the radio this morning and they were saying, you know, well, why don't we just go back to leather helmets or why don't we just play without a face mask or why don't we just do this or do that? Look, I love the direction that the NFL is going as far as looking at the concussions and making sure that when someone gets a concussion or they think that they have a concussion on the field, they bring them over. They have an NFL representative that's that's on the sidelines and they're making sure they have to pass the test before they can go out there. NFL, you're doing a great job with that. Taking away the kickoff, I think is a little bit overkill at this point. I, I hate it. I don't, I could not imagine NFL without the kickoff. I mean, whether you put it at the 20 yard line and get going on, look, man, we used to do that when we were playing backyard football. You know, we would start it at a certain spot and go about our business, you know? So they're talking they would just start at the 20 yard. Uh, 20 yard line, right? I've, I've heard so many scenarios at this point. I really don't know exactly what direction. I, that was one of the scenarios, yes, that they were just started at the 20 yard line and go about their business. But honestly, I will be surprised if it actually happens. I think that it would be bad for the NFL. I, I mean, again, like I say, I understand where they're coming from. I, I do like the fact that they're paying much more attention to the concussion aspect of it all and the major injuries. And a majority of them do come during the kickoff. I get it, understand it. But again, it's football. It, it, we, we've seen ACLs and, and, and you know, and major uh, knee injuries or head injuries happen when they're just, you know, uh, Jamal Charles just last year was stepping out of bounds and and towards ACL. So, I mean, it's just one of those things. It's freak. It, it's, it, what's driving me crazy is they're trying to make the sport ultra safe. They're trying to do what they can to make it safe. But it's, like you say, it's these hundreds of pounds of, of testosterone ramming into each other. Right. I, there's only so much you can do. From what they were saying, they've moved it up five yards. Right. And, uh, and, and you know what? That has taken away from a lot of the, you know, the major collisions. But, I mean, it doesn't take away from everything. But again, it's football. This everybody knows that when they go out there and they strap on the helmets and put on the shoulder pads, they know that every time they're taking their their livelihood, you know, risking it. Everyone knows this. Everyone that's ever played football. I mean, I never played football at the NFL level nor college level. Played it all through high school. And you know what? I'm sure that I ended up with a few concussions in my life, but I'm not gonna go back to that high school and say, Well, it was your fault. You know, and that's unfortunately kind of the direction that a lot of these people are heading everyone knows that football is a violent sport you don't see it with basketball i mean excuse me with uh, boxing you don't see it there those guys get the living shit kicked out of one another you're not saying well you know you didn't tell me that this was going to happen oh bullshit you're playing football you know what's going to happen i think that with the with the direction that they're heading with the new helmets and and a lot of the technology that they're going, you know, that they're doing at this point, mm -hmm. fantastic. I love that direction, but I mean, you know, taking the kickoffs away, bad idea. I hate. You say it. people get hurt just walking. Apparently, like you just look what happened to this player with the uh, with the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. He was a drunk driver. You probably oh. know who I'm talking about. I can't think of the guy's name now. Yeah. Well, what happened there was he was driving and he was drunk, and um, you one know, of the practice players. Yeah, one of his teammates actually got killed 
in that accident as well. And the other guy, he's in jail right now. You know, no, he, no he's out on half a million dollar bond. Right, right. Yeah, well, he was in jail, I guess, yesterday or the day. Right. So, but, you know, either way, it's just a, it's a bad situation, you know, overall. I mean, you know, I think a couple of shows back we were talking about with uh, Des Bryant and how, you know, that that the Cowboys were taking major precautions with him and, you know, literally they're going to have all this security and so on and so forth. And, you know, I, I actually read a story where they were talking about maybe putting in like little breathalyzers for each and, you know, like the different people that, you know, on the Cowboys or, or maybe not just the Cowboys in general, just putting breathalyzers in their cars and making sure that blah, blah, blah. I mean, these are grown ass men. Well, you know, yeah, I heard they have a car service that they call whatever town they're in. Yeah, it's just, wow. I mean, you guys have, Everything. There is not one NFL team that doesn't have someone that is designated to come pick their asses up if they're in trouble, if they're drunk or whatever. They have these services. Unlike you and I, who, I mean, yeah, I mean, in major metropolitan cities, you know, they do have, right? They have those services. But come on, man. It's it's called responsibility. It's called growing the fuck up. You should know that when you get in the car and you've been drinking, you should go, you know what? This is a bad idea. Apparently Let's being rich and famous is not enough. you got to make an ass of yourself, too. Right, and you right. end up killing one of your teammates. Right. So obviously he's not going to show his face back at the stadium again because all these guys are going to be giving him evil looks. I feel and bad. He, there's no way this guy is not going to end up in jail either. Yeah. I mean, it, to me, it's, it seems like that's what's going to end up happening to him. It's a messy situation. I feel bad, you know, for everyone involved, not only, you know, his family, but the other guy's family. And of course, you know, the Cowboys, they all have to, they have to deal with this. You know, now everybody has to deal with such a, you know, with all the repercussions that go on with this and probably the rest of the NFL is going to have to deal with it now, Yeah. but it could be easily, easily taken care of, but it's not, you know, just don't get in the damn car. I mean, you ought to know that when you're going to a, you know, after a game, how many times have you heard this? Not just football, basketball, whatever, man. They after a game, you'll hear about them. They go to a fucking party or a strip club, and the next thing you know, there's a fight that breaks out, or they're doing this, they're doing that, and then they get in trouble. Come on, guys. Shit, I'm not saying not have, you know, don't ever have any fun, but in the same sentence, you know damn well that if you've got to the point where you signed a $30, $40, 50000000 million contract, people are going to fuck mm-hmm. with you. And the people that you hang out with, you have to be more responsible with. You know, they, you can't keep hanging out with the same people, especially if they were doing bad shit when you were when you weren't making any money. Those guys haven't changed. You have, and you need to accept that. I, I can't fathom the fact they have they have such a wealth of resources as far as what the team is willing to let them have. Not to mention their personal wealth. You can afford a cab. You can call the car service. I don't know. It just seems to me irresponsibility, and the fact mm-hmm. that they just want to act crazy and do stupid things, and they can't get it through their head that they should need to grow up a little bit but for him it's too late and the guy that was in the car it's too late he's gone before we move on anybody who listened to the beginning of the show which i hope you did because we talked about audible.com that was my daughter reading the front end of the audible commercial and terry's kid he was terry's kid reading the intro to the show we just wanted to kind of get them involved a little bit and let everybody hear them but for everybody for our show audible.com i'd love for you to try the uh, this service out we we and uh, terry are subscribers to the service mm-hmm. i am listening to kevin smith's tough shit which is a really cool book i mean he trashes kind of a little bit about uh hollywood he kind of trashes bruce willis but beyond that he's pretty good um 
it's it's very it's chock full of funny anecdotes of the Hollywood stories. But I'm also kind of going back between that one, Adam Carolla's Not Taco Bell material, which I highly recommend. Uh, Adam Carolla's just one of these kind of guys who's really funny, thinks quick on his feet. And now I just got my credit for the month, which this is pretty much how it works. You sign up, you get you can get a free audio book, you get a 30 day free trial if you go to audibletrial.com forward slash the statement show. Do it on your desktop computer, please, because it doesn't work on your on your uh, your phone. So go ahead and do it on your desktop. That's audibletrial.com forward slash the statement show. They have over 100,000 titles to choose from. So I think anybody can find something on here. Right now, my problem is there's too much. You get 30% off all books. This is part of your membership. You get a credit every month, which you can use towards another book. Like I said, I just got a book right now. And you get special discounts and offers emailed to you all the time, which is really great. I went ahead and I just got, like I said, I just got my credit for this month. And I've been looking at all these different books. You know, I love ghost stories. I've been looking at books like that. There's a new, my problem is just too many books. And I'm trying to figure out which one I want to get. I'm excited. I keep spending all this time looking at all the books, but I haven't got one yet. <laughs> so, Total yeah. Recall by Arnold Schwarzenegger looks interesting to me. It's mm-hmm. like, I don't know, it's like 23 hours of audio, though, so... Yeah. I don't know about you, man, but when we first, when we actually got the uh, the trial, and they gave you the free book, I did not, I mean, you know, it's, when they tell you they've got all these, you don't even take that into consideration till you start looking through all the books, and then you have about five in mind, and you're sitting around going, Oh, man, come on. You know, I, I, I don't know which one to choose here. This is impossible to try to figure out. So they're great pricing. Uh, you get great discounts sent to you all the time. There's special offers. You know, Christmas time right now, there's they're just sending out a lot of offers right now that are fantastic. There are so many books to, to choose from right now. There's Cold Days, The Dresden Files, Book 14, Unabridged by Jim Butcher. The Black Box by Harry Bosch. Book 18, which is also unabridged. One of my one of the ones that sounds really interesting to me is The Hobbit. I, I think I'd really like to listen to that one before I go see the movie, which I'm not even sure I'm going to go see the movie. It might be a DVD rental. You know, I don't go to the theaters that often. I like to get the DVDs. But The right. Hobbit sounds like a, a, a book to listen to. And it's great for great for going down the road when you're listening to these. So or you're jogging or. If you're just trying to get a little sleep, I mean, the application for the Android phone is fantastic. So it gives you a chance to program it where you can listen to 30 minutes and it'll automatically shut off. You know, that way you don't fall asleep and you miss what you were listening to and have to go backwards and try to figure out where you were at. It's definitely worthwhile to give a try. And again, Terry, so everybody knows, for our listeners, they're going to give you 30-day free trial. That means you can cancel if you're not satisfied and you get to keep the book. So you're going to get a free audio book and you're going to get a 30-day trial. It's you, You can't go wrong. It's perfect. All you need to do is go to your desktop computer and type in audibletrial.com forward slash the statement show. It's that simple, and I know you'll be satisfied. Let's get back to the week in review. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the one of the other topics I wanted to get into here is I saw an article on Storage Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is a show that plays on A&E, has uh, a few characters, and what they do is they basically they bid on items that are... In a storage locker, a pair, I guess, you know, whatever deadbeat didn't pay or <laughs> if they left the shit sitting or, you know, whatever. They just didn't pay their bill. Well, I guess they get so much time. I'm, I'm assuming you sign a contract with the storage facility that if you don't pay so many months, they're going to come back and basically tell you that we're going to auction off the, 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 the contents of the, the storage mm-hmm. locker. Right. And other people come in here and they basically, on this show, Storage Wars... 
which has actually a couple spinoffs already. What they do is they come in and they bid on these items in the storage locker. And there's various characters in there and they basically bid on these items and whoever wins a lot of these guys they what they do is they take the stuff to like flea markets or they right. have a, they have like a thrift store or whatever well there's a guy in there named dave hester which is very annoying because he always does this thing where he when he bids he says yup <laughs> he's it's, my favorite yeah. <laughs> he's annoying but he's kind of like one of those guys you love to hate because he's oh, like exactly. the death star he's like the darth vader of the of the bidders I kind of go back and forth between him and the and the dude with the uh, with the skeleton gloves. I love that guy too. Oh, oh yeah, Barry. Barry yeah, Spice. yeah. <laughs> love that guy. He's just he's unique and he's yeah. dri- he's always driving these crazy cars. I mean, he mm-hmm. looks like he's rich already. I mean, he, he does. Like, yeah. What what is he driving his shit for? Yeah, right. But Dave Hester kind of reminds me of the Darth Vader of the Storage Wars episodes because he's always got the big vehicles. He's always got the big wad of cash. He could buy everything if he wanted to. He just kind of holds back. Well, apparently he was terminated from the show. Uh, Hester said, "Yeah, I know. I don't. I was really confused. I'm thinking, why would you get rid of somebody like that?" Well, apparently he's suing A and E. He's saying he was terminated after he basically complained that they could be possibly doing something illegal. Um, he's he, what he's saying is basically they're planting special items in these lockers so that when they're opening these lockers up, they find this stuff. So, so I mean, let me get this straight. Let me let me let me make sure I have this correct. A reality TV show is faking something. I can't hardly believe that. No I way. I know that's the first of its kind. Yeah, it's hard to believe, but. <laughs> There is a small chance that this reality TV show may not be totally reality based. Wow. Next thing you know, you're going to be telling me that The Bachelor and and Amazing Race and all those that they're they're not real either. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. My wife loves those shows. Uh, of course Bachelor and The Bachelor. I, I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell you right now. Hmm. I I really I really don't understand how. <laughs> You could be saying, see, now we're going to get started on this. We're not even going to go back to the storage wars. That's all right. Just do it. it. What's crazy about this, how can you fall in love with 12 guys at one time, 15 guys, 16 guys, 30 guys? I don't know. And you give it a rose and you're going on dates. And I mean, I'm not, first of all, I don't watch this show on a regular basis, so I really can't comment on it. If you were single, could you fall in love with 15 women at the same time? Uh, No. Um, I don't know. It's crazy because I mean, you can't. I don't. I don't know if you really fall in love with anybody that fast. Really, right. I think. I think falling in love takes time because you got to know somebody. Do you truly know any of these people? There no, was well, one. I mean, you're supposed to marry them after the end of the show. <laughs> dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've never watched 30 seconds of the show. I couldn't tell you the first I, thing yeah, about it. I can it, tell though. you. I know the rough premise of it is basically, you know, they start out with say 30 guys and you whittle them down over a certain amount of time and. Mm-hmm. They milk it for what three months, two months, something like that, and it's a very high-rated show. My wife is on pins and needles all the time when she watches this crap. Oh, okay, okay. So I call. What it about? Crap. Did you watch the Flavor of Love with Flavor Flav? Uh, no, I did not. <laughs> uh, because looking at the man just makes me sick. <laughs> I miss that one myself. He's got like gold teeth, doesn't he? What is it? Yeah, he does. What is uh? What is like one of the reality shows that you actually watch religiously? Oh, that's tough because I watch so many of them and I get in. I think I watch more reality shows than anything else. What I do is I like to kind of depict or, or I like to try to pick out the stuff they don't tell you. Like I watch. Right. I already told you I watch American Pickers. I like right, that show. Right. But what they don't tell you is they don't really allude to the fact. Like the very first episode, you they show him paying the guy money for one of the statues. They show him giving him the money. But after that, they never show that again. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. And then you you see that he's they're always saying, well, hey, it's cash, it's cash, it's cash. Well, that's fine. But you say it in a way like they're not paying any taxes on the issue. Uh-huh, right. And then what I find interesting is, uh, like, say there was one episode where you found a motor it really wanted. It was a rare motor. So he's willing to pay him twenty three thousand dollars. And he says cash. And my thing is, are you riding around with thirty, forty thousand dollars in your pocket? I mean, or is it in the vehicle? Is it in a safe deposit box or something in your vehicle? That's a lot of money to be in cash to be riding around with. So, right. you know, that's what I know. Obviously, they're not going to tell you that for safety concerns. I get that. I'm not, I'm not stupid. I understand that. But one of the other things is they, they kind of make it sound like that's his shop and not, you know, not his partner shop. And yeah. what I'd kind of like to know is how that all works as far as like you notice how when sometimes they have somebody else coming on there. When you're making deals with people, are is there like a pool of money, or are you supposed to have your own money? <laughs> you know? yeah, so, that's a good question. I, I would love to get somebody on from that show just to to talk to us about that. I feel like I'm I'm the one that's kind of out in the uh, out just way out there, man. Because you know when everybody else talks about like the Honey Boo Boo and you know Amazing Ray or whatever the hell all these other, I don't I don't watch them. Yeah, so. I don't watch the Honey Boo Boo thing either. Uh, I don't really watch that, you know, like that many reality shows in general, like Big Brother. I mean, you know, when all these things were like really huge, I never really watched. I, I would American Idol be considered reality? TV? That's just more like an entertainment uh, show. It's not really reality. It's entertainment, TV. but it's reality right. based because it's kind of like a game show in a way, in my opinion. I, I mean, honestly, look at how many shows have spun off of that too. Right, exactly. And I honestly don't see Idol being on very much longer because it's they've changed the format so many times. Mm-hmm. But they start doing all kinds of changes to a show, like in the rules, and they want to do this and they want to do that, and they want to change the timing, and they want to the judges get to do a save now where they never used right. to, be able to do that kind of. I don't even really watch the show. I stopped watching a long time ago. But well, see, that was my problem. You know, you like make change. Well, the thing is, though, when you make changes to a show like that, it's because it's on its last leg. Right. Well, when you when you probably began watching it, I wasn't watching it. I didn't really get into it till several seasons, and I didn't get into it just because it was like my wife was like, oh. "Oh, here, you know, here's this American Idol," and I, you know, it was one of those things where it kind of just started because I wanted to sit down. Well, I only watched the audition out with my wife. You know, I mean, yeah, me too. You know, that's how the whole thing began. And I'm not gonna lie, through the years I began watching it and became a little bit more interested. And then when Steven Tyler became a judge. I actually enjoyed it. And I, you know, many people that hated Simon, I kind of thought that he was funny and brought a certain whatever to the show. I thought he was kind of cool with those things, you know? And yeah. now, now, like you said, every fucking year I say, this is dumb. I'm not going to watch it. And then guess what? I just saw a spot. You had, yeah. Well, you had a cu- yeah, right. Back, I'm going to end up being right back there watching it again. You have a couple that have made it big time and the rest of them, they're nowhere. Mm hmm. They're, you know, Weight Watcher commercials, but where's their singing career? You know, the thing they were supposed to be doing. You look at Daughtry, mm-hmm. he, didn't he didn't even win, win the show, and uh-huh. he look how famous he is and how right. good he does. And that guy's amazing. He has an amazing voice. I and guess you have the Carrie, one. You have Carrie Underwood. Underwood. And Kelly Clarkson and, and those guys. That, that's about it, though. All right. the other ones, oh, yeah, you, you know, people mention their name like, oh, I know who that is. Yeah. But you know who they are because of the show. Their fame and their music is supposed to transcend to the point where you don't even have to mention the show. You know where they came from. You know who they are. Yeah, because that fucking douchebag with the uh, what was his name, Taylor Hicks or whatever he did, you know, whatever with him and Ruben stuttered. You know, uh, you know, all these people were supposed to be the the past. What? And, well, were, well, actually, the the guy who won last year, he's got a hit song on a lot of commercials now. Can't remember his name, but yeah, Phil, uh, Phil Phillips. But I mean, yeah. look at it this way. 
now that's you say that's the reality, but they tweak it. They they set it up to be entertaining, obviously, because I watch it in the beginning. I don't watch it when it gets to the competition part. But what I do watch is the part where they're doing the auditions because it's funny. Mm-hmm. I like the bad singers, and I like watching the yeah. the reaction to the bad singers. No, I agree. Now, here's remember this. Now we're talking about how they tweak the shows, okay, to make them entertaining. Now. Mm-hmm. Before they get to those judges, they've already gone through another set of judges that gets right. them to that point. Mm-hmm. At some point, some other judge had to hear this person singing in order to send them up the chain to get to the next set of famous judges. So you're going to tell me they listened to some of these people and said, oh, yeah, you're you're what we're looking for. Well, no, they obviously knew that's not. They get on a list that says basically – these are the whack jobs, but we're going to put them on TV because it's funny and we want we want to show the reaction the judges have. There is a reason they send up the shitty ones, too. <laughs> it's the reaction. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, I mean, all of it's a, uh, you know, a damn train wreck. We all know that. Why do we, why do you but yet we watch it? Why do you keep seeing all these uh, these reality TV shows? Because we love it. We like yeah, watching we do. You can make entertainment out of anybody's life with a certain amount of controversy, a certain amount of things that happen. Mm-hmm. I mean, look what Kate, John and yeah. Kate plus eight. Then it was, you know, Kate plus eight. They got rid of John because. And now all of a sudden you're seeing the, that guy who has a couple of wives, sister wives or whatever the hell that is. You know, it's just everything. Yeah, it's like, I mean, come on. It's like, I, I don't know. It, and not I, to mention. Do you remember a couple years back there used used to be a couple of cooking shows there used to be like maybe two now all of a sudden there's a whole damn food network where it's all Oh well I mean you got to really crazy. give credit to to chef Ramsay Right and I'm going to tell you what I watch Hell's Kitchen every time it comes on and I watch every episode I don't know what it is about that show that gets me in a trance but I will watch every one of them I love that show yeah. and I've but it's it's it. running its course too, though. Not for me. Every season, uh, I'm excited, and it's. it's, it's I just wish I wish knew where John John Philippe went to. Um, I used to watch it the first few seasons, the first five, you know, whatever four or five seasons. Now these past few, it's just been boring to me. But I don't. It's know. the same thing with that show too, because what they do is they select like a handful of good chefs, and then they put a bunch of I'm a home cook. Or, you know, I don't really cook for a living. What what the hell makes you think you can compete in this kind of show then? Right. You're put there because they want Ramsey to be yelling at somebody. <laughs> <laughs> so you're you're put in there to sabotage and put it like a monkey in the, in the uh, wrench in the system. You're there to make it entertaining. And that's what they do. So every reality show has that little bit of, well, this is a show and the the network kind of throws something in there to spark the controversy. It's like American Chopper, okay? American Chopper in the beginning was fantastic. Everybody liked watching the father and son fighting. But right. somehow that Chopper would get made, get pushed out. It was the real-life combativeness of the father and the son. Right. This is real-world things, and that's what people liked about it. And they didn't show what they showed is a lot of fighting. And a little bit of bite building. But as right. the show got more and more in the years and started losing a little bit of popularity, it was because it wasn't so much of him. And every now and then they would have the fights, but they started showing more bite building. Something happens along the show. The show is like a big infomercial for the business where they the business just blows up. Mm-hmm. Well, when the economy tanked, people weren't buying $60,000, $70,000 choppers anymore. So their business started to hurt. They had to start cutting down on manpower. 
And they started having their fights again, and the show's popularity went up, but then they broke up, and then they became... They did another show where the show was over, and then they started doing another show called Junior versus Senior. Right. So it added that dynamic there. You know, it's just like uh, The Deadliest Catch was a show that I watched for a while, but it ran its course right. for me. I right. mean, there's only so far you can take a certain situation and run with it. Right. So, um, as far as, I mean, obviously the show has been more about the reality shows that are on TV, but you you could take anybody's life and turn it into a reality show. Sure. So, Speaking of, um, there was there was a certain gentleman that I would like to talk about that I think that would be a great reality show, and that's Mr. Charlie Sheen. And you know he's been in the uh, what's news. What's not to talk about? <laughs> I, exactly. This guy <laughs> could have. I mean, I I literally just want to. I want to have a camera follow that guy around because I love him. I mean, I know that he is. Wow, he's out there. But this past week, uh, Charlie Sheen donated seventy five thousand uh, dollars to a fund that was set up for a girl with cancer. And, and what happened was he actually heard about this from a police officer. Um, and what her, her name was Jasmine Falk, a uh, little girl with cancer. Uh, she had been diagnosed with a, with a childhood cancer that, that basically forms in, in kind of like the soft tissue of the muscles. Uh, so, you know, he, he decided that he got so uh, moved about it that he stroked out a check for uh, $75,000. So I think that that's really amazing. Uh, you know, obviously, uh, someone like Charlie obviously has a, uh, uh, you know, a history of kind of being a dick, you know, through the years. And, but, you know, and here's the problem I have. This is all based on what the what the, mm. the, the media has let us see. The media controls what you're going to see about a person and they're going to spin it in a way so that they look a certain way. Who said Charlie Sheen's a dick just because he's doing his own thing? Everybody. And well, yeah, but that's again, that's that's what they want you to think, because I think the mainstream media, I mean, once you're you're kind of blackballed in the in the area of media, when you've kind of turned against the producers and everything, he, they badmouth the producer. So, you know, in a way, I think it's kind of they blackballed him, but he's so famous, he's still able to work. So they don't like it. Uh, uh, he's still doing his own thing. I, I, I don't, don't know if he's a dick or not a dick. I mean, well, and let me ask you a question. If you're at work, one person tells you that this other guy across the hall is a dick. You could probably go, okay, one guy said that. It's a personality conflict. If you start hearing 20, 30, 40 people saying that the guy across the hall from you is a dick, chances are the guy across the hall from you is a dick. So what are you and, trying to say? With a smoke, there's fire? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, you know, I mean, look, do I think him off of drugs and, you know, totally clean? Maybe the guy is a fantastic person, but we all know what alcohol and drugs will do to you. Oh, and whether, oh absolutely. Whether, whether or not, you know, him being a quote unquote dickhead or whatever, you know, they were caught. I don't think anybody actually used the word. Yeah, dickhead. It's not like we're guessing about the drugs. He admitted to it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's he what bragged I bragged mean. about the amount. I mean, he kind of put it out there, and, and when he went off the deep end, a lot of people just said, what the fuck is going on with this guy? Me, I thought it was comedic gold. You know, it gave me a lot to talk about. But in the same sentence, I know you and I were talking like, man, in, in another fucking couple of weeks, if he keeps this up, we're, we're going to hear about this guy dead. You know, if he keeps this kind of shit yeah, up. I'm really this, surprised. I mean, I know. I think he's... I don't know if he's cleaned up his act or at least tried to, but and I love Charlie Sheen. Uh, you know, I mean, I'm not saying that. What was it, Top Shots or whatever the whatever the hell that movie was? Hot Shots. Hot <laughs> Shots. Yeah, I'm not saying that that was the greatest movie ever, but that it was had some, some good funny shit. moments. Right, uh, right. And him and uh, what, what? Not was it Platoon? Oh yeah, Platoon. Yeah, you know, I mean, 
you can't take away from things like that. You know, he was he was um, again not exactly Denzel Washington actor, but he was he was a great actor. He was a good good actor. He's funny. He made two and a half men. Let's be honest. It sucks. Obviously, the show sucks now. So I mean, it, it it goes so far as to say at this point in time, I think a lot of people pretty much said that. Charlie Sheen's heydays movies as as come and gone. Right. That remains to be seen. I think anybody's career can be redone or revitalized. The movies that people know him for, like Wall Street, Platoon. I mean, they were good movies. They were fantastic movies, but they were a long time ago. And now he's a TV television star. He's still one of the highest paid actors on TV, just because he has a lot of kind of controversy that surrounds him. But I mean, it's just one of those things. It's like we don't really know what a person is really like. I mean, right now, maybe he's off drugs. Maybe he's cleaned his act up. Oh. And he's a different person. We just don't know. I mean, known a few people that have been on that shit before. And when they're on it, they're a completely different fucking person. You you don't want to be, you know, it's just... Sure. They're they're not fun to be around. When they get off of it, you realize quickly how great of a person they really are. That shit is bad news. We all know it. I'm not exa- I'm not Nancy Reagan just saying no and drugs here, people. It's nothing like that. I'm just saying when it comes to Charlie Sheen, you can see the one side of Charlie Sheen when he wasn't on it, and you can see the Charlie Sheen when he was on it, and you can actually see that go through with the two and a half men days. And you know, there's no denying that when he's off of it. He's he's genius when it comes right down to it. He made two and a half men, but when he's not, when he's on that shit, it's just bad news for him. Sure, I mean, I'm I'm sure he was hard to work with. I'm sure, but you know what? I hear that about a lot of actors. Got a big and, head. Anyway, you know how it is. Anyway, I, I would like to say that we're going to move away from the drug topic, but I think we have a little something we want to talk State. about. With Washington <laughs> State themselves. Yeah, Hot State. Yeah, I mean, apparently Washington. I, I what is it? Colorado too. I think you're right. It's Colorado, Washington. They both, apparently in this last election, they both have passed laws legalizing recreational marijuana. Mm. Meaning you can smoke marijuana and not get busted for it now. Just Uh, for the fun of it. Yeah, but you still have to have, like, uh, it has has to be under a certain weight. Mm -hmm. So it's still kind of like you can only have enough to make, I I don't even know, because I'm not a pot smoker, and I have no idea, you know, how this stuff works, but... There's a lot of gray areas, like I've been reading. You could smoke it, but where are you going to buy it? And you can't be a seller unless you've gone through the state. And I don't think they have all that stuff set up yet. So I think there's a lot a lot of work to be done as far as making it legal. Yeah. Plus the federal government. I mean, who knows how the federal government – because the federal government still mandates this as a class something. I, I don't know if it's considered class one or class three illegal drug. So if you go across state lines with it, it's a federal crime now. So, you you know, you have to be careful. You stay where you're at. I mean, what they really want to do is stay indoors. Don't get stupid. Don't go overbearing with it. If you if you get picked up and you have more than the uh, recommended amount, then you're considered a dealer. And that's a, that carries a serious fine. It carries jail time. This is not stuff you really want to mess around with. So, I mean, you still have to be smart about what you do. Mm-hmm. And I guess the biggest thing is if people really want it that bad, um, just be careful. I mean, don't prove people right that are thinking this is a disaster. And yeah, and I, as a matter of fact, uh, Zach, I just checked on it for you. In Colorado, John Hinkle-Looper, John Hinkle-Looper, who's the governor there, signed. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that's, that's a, a name. Uh, I know, right? 
Uh, John Hickle, I don't know what the hell's. Anyway, he signed Amendment 64 to the state constitution on Monday, legalizing not only recreational use, but also home growing, home growing, unlike in Washington. So they're just fucking blazing up in Colorado. The funny part is they can turn around. The federal government can stop state funding. Right. Um, if you try to go, you know, buck the system by passing laws that are against the federal mandate, they can actually hold back federal tax dollars mm-hmm. to that state, which yeah. most states can't do because you just can't afford to run a state without having any kind of federal aid. Um, so well, it, this this but remains to be seen what's going to turn out with this. But. If you can't grow it and you can't legally buy it, how the I hell are you getting it? Okay. It makes me wonder, did they have, like, the, the medical marijuana distribution centers and if they can start selling it to people without medical marijuana kind of thing? I don't know, man. So, basically, they could stand on the street corner and buy it from some fucking drug dealer. And then, as long as they don't get caught there, they could stand on the corner well, and legally smoke it? Is that the deal? See, I don't... there's a lot of questions I don't get, you know. I mean... You know as much as I do. It's kind of a vague thing. You see people dancing around and, ooh, I got, got my yeah. drugs legalized. It'll be different if you see, you know, like before the law, let's say there were two million people living in Washington. And after the law, like six months later, there's like 30 million people living in Washington. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We'll know why, obviously. Really? Just because of pot? It's not that I really don't see it as a big deal uh, as far as making it legal illegal we're not winning the war on drugs what we're doing is we're warehousing people and we warehouse a lot of people on marijuana charges Uh and that's kind of what you have to you kind of have to look at there's got to be a certain point where you look at the system and say is this working or are we just doing it because it's what we've done and what we're used to and what we're going to stick to well from from a, a couple of the various reports, it, it sounds to me like they're kind of making it their mission to transform it into like from the guys that are just standing on the street corner selling it into, you know, more of a of a, of a premium product enjoyed by actual grown ass men and women. You know, I mean, that's the way it sounds like to me that they and if they do it correctly and then they can start taxing it. Then you know it's a little difficult to say anything. I mean, I mean, obviously the feds are going to say something about it, but on a state level, you know, if you can start taxing something such as Nevada taxes what they do, oh, out they're going to tax the fuck out of this shit. Could you imagine? Let's say Good. they let's say they prepackage one joint, Good for and them. that joint's going to cost twenty five dollars. It might cost you forty dollars. You know, they might put fifteen dollar tax on one joint. Who knows? I mean. I don't even know what this shit costs to buy illegal. But first of all, that had best be the greatest fucking joint you've ever had in your life. If it's twenty five dollars <laughs> for a fucking joint, look, I'm not condoning any kind of weed, but I'm going to tell you right now: if you're fucking paying twenty five dollars for a joint, you need to get the fuck off of it. Well, what kind of job do you got where you can pay that kind of shit? God damn. Yeah, I know it's ridiculous, but like I said, we still have to wait and see what happens if these laws get re, you know turned over i don't know this is we're far from over this is far from over and and i'm curious to see how this stuff's gonna hash out as far as how they're gonna (laughs) hash yeah i know (laughs) i like it inadvertent there but (laughs) we'll get away with see how they're going to change some of these laws and see if it's any good uh and or if you're going to see other states start adopting the same type of laws because usually it, it either gets overturned or you start seeing more states go with it and the fact that 
that's kind of the way alcohol was with mm-hmm. prohibition way back and when. Mm-hmm. And they had to overturn it because people, it was just one of those things that didn't work. And I think with certain drugs, you have to look at it right now and say, this is just not working. And we've already got enough people in prison for stupid charges over marijuana. It's not worth it. And it's not getting us anywhere. So I think some at some point we need to reevaluate things. And right now, all I'm going to tell everybody to reevaluate is the fact that if you want to follow us or you want to listen to the show or listen to some of our past shows with Jackie Joy or Sienna Sinclair or Crystal Rose or Dame Drops or Stanton Freeman. Fran Drescher. Fran Drescher. Listen to all the shows. You can check us out on YouTube. Go to our website, www.thestatementshow.com. Hey, get a free audiobook. Try it out for 30 days. Help out our show. Check out some of our affiliates there. Uh, we have plenty there to pick from. You can help us out a little bit. You can follow us on Twitter. Where's that? That is at Statement Show. And now we are looking at about 2,900 followers right now trying to get on to that, uh, that Statement Show 3K. So come on, guys. Uh, start following us so we can get up to that 3,000 mark. You'll make a man happy. Come on. Oh, sure. If you have any questions for us, want to send us an email for Bonnie Rotten next week, mm-hmm. uh, I, I definitely suggest you send us an email to thestatementshow at gmail.com or go to our website at thestatementshow.com and go to the contact and write us a question and we'll ask it. We'd love to ask some, some viewer questions. Go, go ahead, hit us up with some emails on the internet. Let's look at our unusual tattoos. Give us some mm-hmm. questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I don't have any of my own, but I'd love to give some reader questions for Yeah, us. certainly. And, and if you have any questions, you can certainly ask them through Twitter as well. Um, again, that'll be next week. We have Bonnie Rott, and she's, she's, she's good stuff. You guys are going to love her. Um, from every interview that I've ever saw her in, she is not afraid to ask or answer any questions. So throw them out there, guys. Uh, I'm sure she would love to hear them, and we would love to. Uh, we can definitely get as many as we can on if uh, you put them out there for us. Yeah, we really appreciate you coming and listening to our show this week. Harry, I guess what? I think it's time to turn out the lights on another episode of The Statement Show. Let's do it. See ya. Uh, how many tattoos do you have? I have five total tattoos. Any in your unmentionable? No. I want to get a tattoo of my ass crack saying closed for business. That way, if I ever end up in prison. Shut up. No. Shut no. Shut your mouth. Thanks for joining us at The Statement Show. If you like the show, go to our website at thestatementshow.com and click on one of our affiliates. Subscribe to our show at iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Also, check us out on Facebook and YouTube and at Twitter at Statement Show. For comments or concerns, or to be a guest on The Statement Show, email us at thestatementshow at gmail.com.